Blog Talk Radio. More live fantasy sports radio than anyone on the planet. Seven continuous hours of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus seven hours of game day frenzy on Sunday. 30 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Like Craig Davis of FantasyFootball.com. The Audible Cecil Lammy. Paul Greco of Melnick and Greco Fantasy Sports. And the fantasy football guys Lyle Conkiel and Kevin Moore. The Fantasy Sports Channel. Only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. In the night, I hear him talk, cold and stormy ever told. Somewhere far along this road, he lost his soul to a woman so heartless. How could you be so heartless? Oh, how could you be so heartless? Chris Allen, one of two finalists in American Idol, my new favorite show. Red vs. Blue is next, 60 seconds. One bleeds red and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rival. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Welcome to another edition of Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio. 
wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. Mike and I are in a draft right now as we speak. Uh, we're, dra- we're talking live out of Indianapolis, broadcasting live, and I'm always joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mike, we're in this World Championship of Fantasy Football Experts Magazine draft. <clears throat> I use that term loosely. Uh, how do we come out, man? Hey, I'll tell you what. I think we'll look pretty good. We got Frank Gore, uh, Calvin Johnson, Ron Grant, Tom Brady. Around, I mean, we're looking, we're looking good. We got uh, four prolific uh, uh, people that can uh, get it done for us, and uh, I feel good about our situation. And we're going to fill in our wide receivers and running backs as the day goes along. Yeah, well, this has been an excellent draft. We are going to talk about this draft and break this down from just about every angle. Uh, dissecting one of the uh, championship drafts right now. The winner of this draft uh, will win a seat at the World Championship next year, Uh, a seat at the World Championship of Fantasy Football next year, valued at about $2,000, with a chance to win $300,000, thanks to the the crew at the World Championship. Uh, Jesse Heron and Dustin Ashby, those guys uh, invited uh, several leagues uh, to draft these last couple of days, and uh, they're going to obviously host uh, these drafts and the breakdowns in their magazine this year. Uh, to start off, Mike, I think we ought to uh, run by the, the the owners in this draft, uh, as announced by uh, Gridiron Fantasy Sports. Uh, team one, a draft now of the one hole with Eddie Gillis. Team two, team two Glenn Schroeder. Team three, Jules McClain. We had her. She's a friend of the program from last year. Team four, Fantasy Foldham. Team five, John Culligan, a former world championship of fantasy football grand champion. Team six, Ian Ritchie. Team seven, Joe Conte. Team eight, Perry Van Hook, another friend. Team nine, Tim Cruz. Tim, team ten, CC's Desperados. Uh, team 11, that's us, Team Legacy, Red versus Blue. And Team 12, the Power Report. Uh, those are your uh, 12 uh, experts participating in the Draftmaster League tonight. Uh, a lot of fun, Mike. And we had uh, the fortunate position of drafting from, out of 12 teams, the 11 hole. <laughs> you know, it, it seems like every time, Scott, that we, uh, we're drafting out of the – if it's 14, we're drafting 13. If it's 12, we're drafting 11. But, uh, yeah. you know – in, in a lot of years when uh, LT was like the most, you know, significant person, it was like, oh, my gosh, we lost out. But in this case, uh, you know, it's not that bad. Drafting out of 11 uh, and a 12, or drafting out of the 13 and a 14, uh, you have to uh, know that the come around is going to be that much that much better. And, uh you know, we found that out when we uh, when we drafted our uh, running back, and then we're able to get our wide receiver immediately, right then and there. Uh, two picks, you know, back to back. So I'm I'm pretty confident in in the way that uh, in the way the serpentine uh, style works, and uh, I'm going to keep going with it. And uh, you know, we we've got a, we've got a good team, and I'm looking forward to it, and. Uh, you know, I can't wait for um, for the season to start, but we've got a lot of things to uh, a lot of things to go on, and we've got. Oh. To... I need to do that, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, we've got, we've got a couple more picks to make, so let's have at it. 
Yeah, well, it's not a couple. We are actually down to the 25th round. Uh, this draft sped up tremendously in the last couple of rounds here uh, thanks to the kicker and defense run. This is a 25-round league, guys. Let's just recap you on the action. 25 rounds, draft master format. You start one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one kicker, one defense, and a flex, a running back, wide receiver, or an additional tight end. Um, that's the uh, starting lineup requirement. So obviously uh, uh, the, the other big draw here is the fact that uh, you have a point per reception for wide receivers. And, Mike, we just made our last pick, Sean Nelson, the rookie tight end out of Buffalo. Uh, take a flyer on him. He has uh, some great hands. Uh, they drafted him for a receiving tight end option. And uh, he will back up. He will be our third tight end behind Kevin Boss. Yep. And uh, Greg Olson, who we're going to talk about here in a little bit, who we did snag in the fifth round, ahead of a couple of other guys, which we're going to get to. But let's start with the first round. Uh, with the first round, I'm just going to run off the top 12, and we're going to talk about who surprises you here, Mike, uh, or what's interesting about the first round. Uh, we're going to start off again two drafts in a row now that I've participated in preseason, Mike. The first pick is Maurice Jones-Drew. We uh, start off with number two, Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte, Michael Turner, Stephen Jackson, Westbrook, D'Angelo, Chris Johnson, Steve Slayton, I know you like him, Larry Fitzgerald, Frank Gore was our pick, and Andre Johnson. Now, Mike, uh, for us, uh, obviously wanting a running back here, our options at running back were Frank Gore, LT, Marion Barber, uh, Brandon Jacobs. That was pretty much it. So what do you think about well, that Frank Gore pick? Well, I'll tell you what. I do not understand uh, why nobody wants to buy into the Frank Gore philosophy and uh, the the philosophy of uh, Mike Singletary and the uh, San Francisco San Francisco 49ers. First off, yeah. Frank Gore has done nothing wrong to prove you wrong. The guy does what he needs to do. He is consistent. I mean, he gets yards after yards after yards coming out of the back. Uh, the only thing he needs is to be on a winning team. And it's it's very tough uh, when you're not on a winning team. It makes you very hard to be a fantasy, uh, so to speak. Uh, but Frank Gore, uh, he is. I'm I'm tickled. I, I'm so tickled. We got him. Uh, you wouldn't believe it, Scott. I, I was looking through looking through the list of uh, running backs and uh, high profile wide receivers, and uh, I was like, you know. Frank Gore, yeah, heck yeah, we'll take him. And then we come back and uh, got Calvin Johnson, and Calvin Johnson, yeah, well, the Detroit Lions, but, hey, you never know. He's high profile, too. So uh, we got two studs right there, back-to-back, that I think that could uh, work out very good for our team. But uh, Frank Gore, he's done nothing wrong. He has done nothing wrong. So I'm looking forward to him. Well, uh, Mike, I agree with you. I think we uh, running back was obviously where we were headed. Um, wide receivers were interesting there as well, uh, considering that Andre Johnson was still on the board. I was thinking about pairing up, uh, going wide receiver, wide receiver here. And with this draft, we had a lot of value, but I, I like to just play it safe in these. You never know what's going to happen. If you go running back, wide receiver, you can kind of do whatever you want in the next couple of rounds rather than being forced into a particular strategy, per se, because of the runs that occur or what's left at a position. Uh, playing it safe here is usually my best option. If we had played it safe, Mike, we may have, we probably wouldn't have had a chance at Frank Gore. We would have ended up with Andre Johnson, and then you have to take like an LT, 
uh, a Marion Barber. So I thought it makes sense for us to go ahead and take Gore and then take whichever wide receiver comes back, whether it be Andre, Moss, or Calvin Johnson. And, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, I'm just as high on Calvin as I am Randy Moss this year. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take Calvin Johnson as our, um, our number two. But uh, the other pick I kind of liked in that draft, uh, and, you know, uh, D'Angelo Williams <laughs> taken at the seventh pick. I, I'm, it's one of those guys that, yeah, he, 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 was a, he was a stud last year, probably the number one player in the league last year, if you ask me. But this year, got to be a little bit different, Mike. Uh, he's, he's still a talented back. He's going to do very well. But Jonathan Stewart, you would think, has to continue to eat into those carries. Uh, John, uh, D'Angelo at seven is a little it, – it's probably about the right spot. I can't fault the pick. Um, well, no, I can't, I can't fault the pick at all, Scott. Uh, what happens – we all know that in the NFL is because when you got two talented backs like uh, he will and uh, Jonathan Stewart, and you know they're going to start splitting carries, but uh, it's all about uh, for the team to win. And people, we have to realize as fantasy football owners is who is going to carry the load, who is going to get it done, because yeah. the, the the head coach they could care less about a fantasy football owner. They don't. I mean, whoop de do. They want to know who's going to get them to the NFC Championship game. Who is going to get them to the AFC Championship game? They don't care about that, fantasy football owners, but we do. And and what we're doing, uh, Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, they're both great backs. I think D. Will is going to be awesome. I mean, I think D. Will is going to be the one that's going to get them through. But it's just a, it's kind of a crapshoot. But personally, Mike, I just feel better with Frank Gore as my anchor rather than D-Will or Chris Johnson even at this point, uh, just because I know that he's the hoss. He's the guy that's going to get the carries uh, as long as he, you know, because, you know, obviously health is the only question mark with Frank Gore. Can he stay healthy? He's the bionic man. You know, a Steve Slayton taking it to nine pick. You know, that's a boomer bust. When you've got a, a safe Frank Gore, what it feels like a safe Frank Gore um, obviously, everybody has an injury risk. Everybody uh, can, can, can miss time due to due to injury. So, pretty happy about the first pick there. And then in the second round, obviously, Calvin Johnson. Let me run down the second round for all the listeners. Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, Steve Smith, LaDainian Tomlinson, Greg Jennings, Reggie Wayne, Marion Barber, Drew Brees, Marquez Colston, Roddy White, Brandon Jacobs, and Brandon Marshall. I do want to mention that um, we are going to post this draft results on our blog at Red Blue Sports. Dot blogspot.com. That's redbluesports.blogspot.com. You can sign up. You can also listen to the, uh, the show from last week. Uh, we, we post that on there. We're also streaming live from the fantasysportschannel.com. So uh, if, if you're listening to us there, hopefully you can uh, download us to your iPod, uh, subscribe to your iTunes, uh, and uh, just download it as a podcast and you know just uh, update it every week and check us out in the car or something if you don't if you can't catch us on Friday night. Uh, but Mike, the second round here, getting back to that. Uh, Randy Moss kicks it off. Mark Moyer uh, has a great turn here with Andre Johnson and Randy Moss. Very nice start. Kind of, we're, we're, we're looking at that start and saying, okay, what kind of running backs is he going to get after he starts like that? And um, we were tracking Mark's team pretty closely because anytime you draft near the end of a round, you have to watch who the guy is at the end of the turn to kind of determine which direction you need to go. Uh, for example, if the already has his kickers and you don't have your kicker, uh, you wouldn't want to take a kicker before them. You take another position and then come back after their picks and take the other kicker, that kind of thing, right? 
So right. we're watching Mark Moyers pretty closely, Mark uh, or Mike, and he takes Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, comes back with Marshawn Lynch and Pierre Thomas. What do you think about that start? Well, you know, that was pretty uh, kind of off the charts, so to speak. Uh, I was looking at what we were we were looking at uh, a couple of running backs uh, after he did what he did. And uh, I was like, uh, well, you know what? We got Ryan Grant. We got Ryan or uh, Willie Parker looking at us. Uh, but, you know, when he did what he did, you know, it didn't uh, didn't make a lot of sense to me. But, you know, that every owner, ha- every owner has a, uh, a method behind their madness, so to speak. In every draft, they have a method behind their madness and doing what they're doing. So, so he had... He had a method behind his madness, so that's what he did. We also have uh, Mike, we were watching here. Uh, you know, Steve Smith comes out after Calvin, uh, immediately after that. Um, LaDainian Tomlinson, Greg Jennings, Reggie Wayne, uh, Marion Barber, finally at 2-7. We, we were looking at that and saying, man, that's, that's some pretty good value. Drew Brees goes. Uh, Marquez Colston, we were okay with that. Roddy White, Brandon Jacobs at two eleven. You, I remember you speaking up about that pick. You know, you were you were pretty uh, pretty excited that uh, Brandon Jacobs fell to two eleven. You know, I know you're pretty high on him. Uh, Eddie Gillis comes back at the turn and he does a Brandon Marshall, Jason Witten to pair with Maurice Jones-Drew. Um, Mike, Eddie's, Eddie's, uh, he's Brandon Marshall in our FFPC draft. He he dropped to the end of the third round. Yet here he goes two twelve. Who's right here? Well, you know, who is right? And you know, that's a tough, that's a tough decision. Uh, somebody's going to be right, and somebody's going to catch lightning in a bottle. Uh, you don't know that. It's kind of like uh, when I'm looking at uh, when we were between Ron Grant and uh, Willie Parker. Who do you take, Ryan Grant or Willie Parker? I was just pumping Willie Parker, pumping Willie Parker up because uh, it's a redraft, and, you know, you have to set your mindset. It's like it's a redraft. It's not a dynasty. So I think, personally, I think Willie Parker is going to be great this year but uh, versus Ryan Grant. So I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, totally – Totally different scenario, uh, and just having fun with it and see what happens uh, come the, the beginning of September. Yeah, I know you're all over fast, Willie Parker, in the third. We'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, Drew Brees going at 2-8 by John Culligan. Uh, he's a former world champion taking Drew Brees. Now, in this format, again, we said it at the beginning of the, of the draft, Mike. We said we're going to pass on the quarterbacks. Because in this format, it's draft masters. It's a best ball format. So your your lineup is optimized every week. You don't have to have that stud quarterback to really uh, put up some solid points in this format. You can let your you can piece together your quarterbacks and have a good week. So we said that going in. We don't need a stud quarterback. And he goes and All takes right. Drew Brees at two eight. So he's obviously still high on uh, Drew Brees and that Saints o- offense as he should be. Um, don't see many other surprises there. Uh, let's let's take a peek in the third round. By the way, thanks for everybody in the chat room. Uh, Blog Talk Radio has uh, reported some bugs with the chat room. We just thought that nobody wanted to listen to the show. What we had to do was refresh the chat room a couple times. Uh, Ko Kids in there, War Kittens, King of Kings. Uh, some of the guests, some of the uh, some of the regulars. Thank you for being part of the chat room and uh, and and hanging out with us, guys. Uh, 
Mike, I know your buzzer meter was at about a seven and a half when the draft started. You, you seem a little sober now. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm about, I'll, I'll drop down to about a five. I'm sipping on some iced tea here. Round three, uh, pretty interesting here. Uh, Jason Witten, Anquan Bolden, Dwayne Bowe, Kevin Smith, Ronnie Brown, Clinton Portis at 3-6. Wes Welker, 3-7. Husmanzada, 3-8. Reggie Bush, 3-9. Terrell Owens, 3-10. Ryan Grant, 3-11. That was our pick. And Marshawn Lynch, 3-12. Now, Mike, uh, the player we wanted here was Reggie Superstar Bush. He goes at 3-9. We were drafting at 3-11. That was heartbreak city to see we possibly had a chance at Reggie Bush in a points-per-reception league as our RB2. Uh, we were pretty excited about that. Uh, but what we were also keeping a close eye on as War Kittens continues uh, to talk about and King of Queens, Clinton Portis, 3-6, Mike, uh, for, for a back wow. that has done absolutely nothing wrong, for a back that completely carries the load for his team. He is the offense for the Washington Redskins. And what did they do to change things this year? Nothing. No. They did, they did nothing, and uh, they're going to keep giving the ball to Clinton Portis, and he's probably going to uh, – he'll get uh, five, six yards per carry, and plus yep. he'll uh, yep. get uh, 15, 20 yards uh, off the reception. The kid can uh, – I say the kid, but uh, Clinton Portis, he'll catch it out of the backfield with no problem, and uh, he'll be able to get a lot of PPR yards. I mean – he, he'll get points like you wouldn't believe. Well, let, let, let's look at how this draft unfolded for Ian Ritchie because he lands at 3-6. I'm sure he had planned on taking a wide receiver there, right? His first two picks were Brian Westbrook at 1-6, and at 2-7 he took Marion Barber. So to see at 3-6 sitting there uh, another running back, <laughs> you know, he, he – that's uh, that's bold. Okay, so he started off with three running backs. Let's take a quick peek and see what he does because, you know, we've all had this temptation in a draft when running back value drops to you, do you take it? That's the question. Do you take it when running back value drops to you, especially after you went running back, running back? Um, and, again, by going running back, running back, what we talked about earlier, it doesn't give you that flexibility to really be moving where the value presents itself, but Ian decides – in a, in a leap of faith here, to go ahead and take Clinton Portis. So, Mike, at 4-7, he has to shore up wide receiver, right? Yeah, absolutely. He I mean, grabs Roy Williams. Uh, yeah. He comes back with Santonio Holmes and Santana Moss. Uh, Mike, in the seventh, he grabs Lavernius Coles. Okay? Derek Mason, he goes on a run where he – is dominant. He's grabbing every wide receiver he can. Deion Branch in the ninth, okay? He went after wide receivers like crazy. First of all, he lands Westbrook, Marion Barber, Clinton Portis. And then Richie comes up with a vengeance with Roy Williams, Santonio Holmes, Santana Moss, perfect for this format. You never know when he's going to go off. Lavernia right. Coles, Derek Mason, and Deion Branch. Mike. He put together still a running back heck of a team. Yeah, but still a running back. I mean, it's just it's one heck of a team. I, I mean, he's got uh, wideouts galore. Uh, that sounds good, but if one goes down, 
he's got another one to back him up, and that right. that that he's got to feel good about that. Ian Ritchie, I'm going to put a big star by this name here. I just love what he did in that draft. He he just, he, uh, you know, wide receivers, you get wide receivers like Santana Moss, Deion Branch, Derek Mason, Santonio Holmes. These are guys that are all very difficult to have in regular starting lineup redraft leagues. But in a draft master's format where you don't have to pick a starting lineup, fantastic. As Warkitten is saying here, uh, Best ball, take the running back every time. He he did a great job here. Ian Ritchie did a fantastic job. I'm 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 pretty stoked about that oh. draft. Just looking to see the so, value he got. So with you think Scott that uh, doing in the draft master style? Uh, because I've I've been through the draft master style for um, you know three or four years. Uh, is it best to go ahead and get a bunch of wide receivers or uh, running backs? I mean I don't know. It's kind of tough to tell. Well, I'll tell you, you know, after I saw what he did, uh, you know, let's see what he was able to put together at quarterback. Um, let's go ahead and go to position rankings here. Again, we're breaking down uh, the, the participants in the World Championship of Fantasy Football Experts Draft Masters event that we were invited to. Uh, Mike and I, Red vs. Blue uh, Radio, were invited to t- take place, uh, partake in this draft and uh, publish our, our feedback in the magazine. And see if we can't get uh, see if we can't get some tra- action going. But this draft he put together here are his quarterbacks: Kerry Collins, Chad Pennington, Mark Bolger, Matt Leiner. Wow. Okay, there's the flaw. That's ugly. That's the flaw. Okay, you go after wide receivers that hard, and you've got to start. I mean, he's banking on Chad Pennington and Mark Bolger, Kerry Collins, those three guys in a round robin type. Cross your fingers. Right. Hope I have a 15-point week out of one of these guys. Um, if if they continue to do it like last year, well then you know Chad Pennington. If he's the same, well then yeah, you've got some value. But that's uh, that's a tough pill to swallow, as King of Queens uh, points out. His tight ends are Jeremy Shockey and Mercedes Lewis. Again, Mike, he's banking on Jeremy Shockey to uh, save his tight end okay. position. So. While he took care of running back and wide receiver, he really neglected quarterback and tight end. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, listening to that roster, I mean, you know, his uh, wide receiver, running back, yeah, that's not bad at all. But uh, quarterback suffers, suffers. Mike, big I, time. I tell you, as I was as I was just uh, looking at that team, I said, man, what did we do? Did we did we just have a bad draft because we just got dominated at running back and wide receiver here? Uh, wow. Um, Okay, so, you know, I feel a little bit better about our team now. We, we have a couple of uh, – l- let me give the listeners at home a, 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 a live look at our team real quick, and then we'll go back to uh, breaking down each round and the value that we saw here. We I feel better, What's that? I said I feel better about our team after, after you rattled off what he had. I mean, you know, yeah. he uh, – Well, well once we get the quarterback and tight end, huh, it felt a little better. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I want to get the, I want to get you guys uh, feedback here on what you guys would have done differently. What you guys would have done differently when you're looking at our draft as well. That's always helpful to us, and I think it's helpful to uh, everybody listening at home. How would you have How would you have differed from the from the strategy that we went with? Uh, but we start off with Frank Gore and Calvin Johnson. We went with Ryan Grant in the third over. You really liked Willie Parker there, and I just had to push for Grant just to get him in. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, at, in, in the fourth round, I know we said early that we, we didn't want a, a quarterback, but we went ahead and took Tom Brady. He's, at, he's there at 4-2. Uh, 
So a healthy Tom Brady at 4-2, we're, we're pretty happy about. We went with Anthony Gonzalez, Greg Olson, Darren Sproles, uh, Steve Breston, Chris Chambers, Lawrence Maroney, Tim Hightower, Miles Austin, Mark Sanchez, Kevin Boss, Devon Best, Culpepper, Vikes D, Jordy Nelson, Arizona D, Akers, Sean Nelson, Devin Thomas, um, another kicker. <laughs> it, it was, uh, okay, that, that's, our, that's our team, that's our draft. So let's go back to uh, this third round, Mike, when we're sitting on the clock. Um, let's go to it. 3-1. Uh, we, we talked about Portis at 3-6. Uh, Reggie Bush at 3-9, we missed out on. Terrell Owens at 3-10, we really never considered. Uh, Sean Childs took him at Terrell Owens at 3-10. Uh, we took Ryan Grant at 3-11. Marshawn Lynch went 3-12. Now, we talked about Marshawn Lynch a little bit, and you would not budge. You would not have anything to do with Marshawn Lynch. No, no. I, I, I want nothing to do with Marshawn Lynch because that, that's troublemaker. That's trouble from the, from the word go. Uh, at that pick, you know, we talked about uh, Willie Parker, and uh, that may be too high for that pick. But uh, when I look at Willie Parker versus uh, Ryan Grant, I-, I was like, you know, this guy's going to get a lot of yards, and he may not get a touchdown, get the touchdowns that we want, but he's going to get a lot of yards, and yards equal touchdowns. They will, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, but it, it was a tough decision. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Ron Grant. Ron Grant versus Willie Parker. You know, I'd love to have every one of you that are listening in on Red versus Blue to, uh, you know, check in. Willie Parker versus Ron Grant. Okay. Well, I don't think I'll, I'll have much opposition to that. I, I had Ryan Grant. Uh, we took him at 311. Fast Willie went at 57. I'd be surprised if many people would, would take Fast Willie with Mendenhall breathing down his neck this year. You're uh, a Mendenhall have, lover, Scott. You're a Mendenhall lover. I am. Well, I am. But with Green, oh, you you are. great offense in Green Bay, and I, I just don't think it's all hard that How's Percy Harbiner bust? Good googly goo. I don't think it's all that close, to be honest with you, but... Uh, okay, then we took uh, at 4-2. Here we go. Uh, we're on the clock. We have Frank Gore, Calvin Johnson, Ryan Grant. Now, you guys, uh, we had Ryan Grant. We could have had a wide receiver there, Braylon Edwards, uh, Roy Williams, you know, Eddie Royal. But we decided to we decided to go ahead and take Ryan Grant. And so at 4-2, we're looking at wide receivers here. Same receivers I just told you, Braylon Edwards, Roy Williams, Eddie Royal, Vincent Jackson. Tom Brady's sitting on the board. Oh, 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 who's left? Tom Brady's sitting on the board, and we couldn't pass him up, Mike. The pull, I, I could not. I was drawn to it. I, I couldn't pull away. Uh, the allure was too strong. Tom Brady's still sitting there in the fourth round. I know it's draft master's format. You know, you normally don't have to have a stud quarterback anchoring the team. You just have to have, you know, three quarterbacks to take care of, uh, of the matchups. But Tom Brady, man, with the points, if, if, if they spread it out and we, we see the Tom Brady that we saw back in 2007, uh, Mike, that's going to be the, the pick of the draft for us. Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, it, that, that was perfect. You know, when, when you were telling me that uh, Tom Brady is there, I'm like, okay, well, you know at first, I wasn't high on it, and then I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. Because uh, uh, as you're going to touch on it here in about the next three rounds, we got somebody else that's going to 
solidify our, uh, our lineup. And uh, Tom Brady worked out perfect. I, at that spot, you know, fourth round, I mean, come on. It's a no-brainer. Well, I'm pretty happy about it. Tom Brady uh, sitting there at 4-2, um, you know, while some team, uh, well, only one, uh, another team paid uh, a 2-8 price for Drew Brees. Uh, again, totally against what we were going to do, uh, but, you know, with Brady there, okay, let's go ahead and take him. Uh, let's keep looking down the draft here. And if, and if there's anybody in the chat room, if you guys want us to break down any one particular team, let us know. We'll, we'll pull it up. We'll, we'll take a look at it. Um, Darren McFadden comes off the board. Braylon Edwards, question marks with both those guys, how they're going to be used, how well they're going to be used. Tony Gonzalez comes off the board here in the fourth round. Uh, Antonio Gates, Roy Williams, Larry Johnson. Ugh, Larry Johnson at 4'8". I just can't stand that pick. Uh, Dallas Clark, no Sean Moreno. Boomer bust there, man. Uh, Jules McClain with no Sean Moreno at 4'10". Eddie Royal, like that pick. And Vincent Jackson at 412. Um, Mike, I don't have any other notes from the fourth round other than Larry Johnson. I just hated that pick. Yeah, that was, you know, I don't, I don't understand that. But then again, we have to all, we have to realize that it's not a dynasty. It's a redraft. Maybe he's begging for one more year out of Larry Johnson. But that, that one year is not going to last out of Larry Johnson this year. Uh, it's kind of like uh, looking for uh, Chad Ochocinco. I mean, I know he got him, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's catching lightning in a bottle, and it's just not going to happen. I, I, I don't believe it. Uh, what we did in the first four or five rounds was great, and then following up, um, I mean, that that was awesome, too. So, but, uh, well, I'll I tell you what, the other pick there, Eddie Royal, I like that Eddie Royal pick. Uh, I think he's still the talented player that we saw last year. He doesn't have Jay Cutler, but, hey, the coaching staff and Orton, I think whoever they have back there is going to zip that ball around uh, just like um, the Patriots. So I, I really like the Eddie Royal pick. Somebody that I was considering, but, again, Tom Brady, just the, the value that he adds to your team, if, he, if he's anything like what we saw in 07, he won't be. Let's just admit it, he won't be. Even after Peyton Manning's record-breaking year, nothing changed, but he didn't put up the kind of stats that he did. So I'm not expecting that, but I am expecting a return of Tom Brady, and I'll be pretty excited if he if he can hold the four down for us at that quarterback yeah, spot. That, yeah, absolutely, Scott. I mean, uh, uh, the guy's got a ton of talent, and, you know, he, he's shown it before over and over again. Uh, he's got a ring, and, you know, that – that's a lot more than what some others can say, but uh, the one thing about it is coming back to the fold uh, is going to be uh, going to be a little different. But uh, the one thing about it, Bill Belichick, he makes sure that each and every one of his players, whether it's a running back, offensive tackle, defensive tackle, they know their role, they know what's going on, and he's not going to put any of his players in harm's way. So. Tom Brady will be ready, and he'll be ready to rock and roll uh, in 2009 come September 1. All right. Well, we hope so. Let's look at this fifth round. I have more notes in the fifth round than any other round of this draft. We had 25 long ones, guys. Uh, We started at 8 o'clock this evening. Uh, The fifth round was 
pretty exciting. And I, I'll tell you what, we had a long way back, you know, till, till the 5'11 pick because guy after guy was going. But it starts off with Thomas Jones, Antonio Bryant, Peyton Manning, Deshaun Jackson, Lance Moore, Santonio Holmes, Willie Parker, Jonathan Stewart, Chad Ochocinco, Joseph Adai, Anthony Gonzalez, and Derek Ward. Here are the notes I have on this round, Mike. First of all, uh, you wanted Fast Willie uh, in the third when we took Grant. Fast Willie went 5-7. Peyton Manning went in the fifth round, 5-3. So if we had value with Brady in the fourth, Peyton in the fifth has got to be value, right? Um, Antonio Bryant in the fifth round by Glenn Schroeder. Great pick there, 5-2. I was really crossing my fingers. I didn't think there would be any way he would fall that far, but, you know, there's always that little bit of hope. Uh, Antonio Bryant at 5-2, I think that's value. And then and then more value here, Chad Ochocinco. As it got closer, I was, I was clamoring about Chad Johnson. I was like, Mike, we can get Chad Johnson as our wide receiver too. Things will be good again with Carson Palmer. I'm, I'm hoping for the best here. And he falls to 5-9 to the Fantasy Assassins. Uh, that was a guy that I really wanted to snag as our, our, as our wide receiver, too. Uh, and then, Mike, I've got another note here. Uh, CC's Desperado, Sean Childs, he takes Joseph Adai at 5-10. A starting running back for the Indianapolis Colts at the end of the fifth, Mike? What's not to like? Yeah, I know. You know, it's kind of amazing. Uh, you know, it's kind of like one or two years, and uh, you're in, you're good, everything's fine, just like a Joseph Adai. Everything's, everything's looking good, and then next thing you know, uh, well, you're out of the picture. Uh, it's it, it's tough. It's a tough business, and it is a business in the NFL. But uh, Joseph Adai is not done, so he yeah. may he he may he may have caught lightning on a bottle there. Yeah, and and, and we're gonna take a look. By the way, thanks uh, to Coyote Streakers, Mike Santos, for coming in the chat room. We. Uh, we love uh, exchanging with that guy. He was also uh, live with us during our draft, kind of helping, throwing some feedback back our way. The Fantasy Exchange showed up, and so has Fantasy Assassins, uh, who we've just been talking about with the Chad Johnson pick. Uh, but let's go ahead and pull up the team that we just wanted to look at here, Mike, um, with this um, Joseph Adai pick. This Joseph Adai pick. So we're going to pull up CC's Desperados and see what he pulled off here. Um, again, you know, earlier in the draft, CeCe's Desperados had went uh, from the 10-hole. He went Fitzgerald and Steve Smith. So, again, here's another team going wide receiver heavy right out of the gate. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, right? What happens next? At, at the third, at the 3-10, he takes Terrell Owens, okay? So, now, you guys are always wanting to know, right, how did the draft turn out when you go wide receiver, wide receiver? Well, he goes three wide receivers. What is he going to be able to put together uh, with those three wide receivers, to, is he going to be able to come out of this okay? That's all you're hoping. Can I come out of this with a salvageable set of running backs? Because if I can, I'm going to have dominating wide receivers. His third wide receiver is Terrell Owens. Uh, so he gets Darren McFadden at 4-3, Joseph Adai at 5-10. Mike, it worked out. It worked. Yeah, I know. Uh, you, you're getting Joseph Adai and uh, Darren McFadden, but uh... – so that's that's pretty risky. That's pretty risky uh, to take those running backs. What what's he got next? Well, I just went ahead and grabbed his team page uh, because he ended up snagging Chester Taylor later, Michael Bush later. Uh, that was about he has no running, running back. back spot. He went Kellen Winslow next, which 
I probably would have passed on Kellen Winslow and, and grabbed something else here. Let's see what he could have had. He could have went and caught lightning in a bottle with a Beanie Wells, uh, something like that maybe, or a Donald Brown at this point to back up Joseph Adai just to make sure and guarantee yourself you have that Colts touchdown. Every game, running back is going to score a touchdown for the Colts. Can you, can you lock your touchdown in with the Colts and maybe grab Donald Brown there instead of Kellen Winslow? who's still got some question marks. Oh, hey, you know what, uh, Scott, to be honest with you, there's, there's, there may not be nothing wrong with that uh, other than uh, what's his uh, quarterback and, uh, you know, his wide receivers, the P- his PPR league. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's got enough to carry him through, uh, basically, because he has he has no running back. Right. Well, and, and again, King of Queens bringing up a good point, lightning in a bottle. Um uh, you know, it's just uh, a, a lot of a lot of risk there. Um, but you know, that's that's what you you if, if you do. like that, you're <laughs> trying to win it. You know, and that's the kind of team that I yeah. like to try to pull off if I've if I'm competing against 900 other guys. You know, and I'm trying to have a real a team that can really break out. But if I'm only trying to beat 11 other guys in the league and trying to win a free seat at the World Championship, I think I played a little closer to the vest. Um, and I don't know. That's that's just me, but. Um, Mike, let's go ahead and check out Fantasy Assassins while we're at it here because we just had this discussion about Chad Ochocinco and how we really were upset when he left, uh, when he went off the board at 5'9". We really wanted him. Let's see what Fantasy Assassins has put together. Uh, you like Steve Slayton. He went at uh, 1'9". Uh, so you can't fault that. You go down to Ladanian Tomlinson at 2'4". That's the farthest I've probably seen Ladanian Tomlinson slip in a draft. Nobody wanted a part of him. Yet, a Fantasy Assassins takes him at 2-4. I'm sure he was probably a little upset when we took Sproles uh, in the seventh round. We'll see if that's the case. Um, so, he's got uh, Slayton and LT. Slayton's an LT clone. Uh, Reggie Bush. So, here, Mike, another guy starting off three running backs. Let's see what he can do to piece together um, a wide receiver core here and, and the rest. Uh, he takes Braylon Edwards as his wide receiver one. Chad Ochocingo as his wide receiver two. Mike, he's doing it. He pulled it off. Wide receiver one, Braylon Edwards. Wide receiver two, Chad Johnson. He's going to be watching a lot of AFC Central games this year. But he he had Chad Ochocingo fall to him at 5'9", which is what we wanted to have happen, but just a little bit too, too – uh, didn't get it done. Then Bernard Berrien. He, he, cut, he pulls off Bernard Berrien at, uh, in the sixth round. Grabs his yep. wide receiver three there over a couple of other names. Um, you know, uh, that's uh, over Santana Moss, Heinz Ward. Santana Moss, I just like in this format because, you know, he's the type of guy you don't know when to start him, and this is the type of league that he really excels in. Uh, then Assassin comes off with Philip Rivers and Felix Jones. I mean, okay, you know, he did a really good job. Carson Palmer, uh, Shanko, you were really upset when Shanko fell off the board. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I like Shanko. uh Always have, and uh, he's been one of my favorite players, uh, tight end wise, because he's going to get you, he's going to go to you a lot of points, and he's going to get you a touchdown. You know, probably every other game. Yeah, well, everybody in the chat room agrees. This team uh, is explosive, uh, is the word that uh, Mike used. Uh, Palmer, Rivers, Tomlinson, Bush, Leon Washington backing up. He's the one that stole Brandon Jackson from us, Mike. So uh, we can yeah. on him here. Felix Jones, Steve Slayton, uh, Andre Brown for the Giants, 
um, Isaac Bruce, Chad Johnson, Barian, Edwards. He picks up Matt Jones even. I even I missed that pick altogether. I didn't even see it happen. Uh, <laughs> he grabs the Chargers beat. Very, very well done here. And uh, that, that's just an overall uh, solid team. No flaws, no real weakness there uh, that I can that I can pinpoint. So he'll be a uh, he'll be a force. He'll definitely be a force. Let's see where we when we took Sproles one two three four five six seven. I would have really liked to see L- if you have LT. Seems like Sproles is just a necessity. He took Philip Rivers there. Um, Philip Rivers is a better fit for his team at that point. Uh, although, had he known he was going to get Carson Palmer in the ninth, maybe we can get him to respond in the chat room. Had he known he was going to get Carson Palmer in the ninth, and, and, and you know, would he have uh, backed LT up with Sproles? So, you know, that'd that be great, Scott. Question. I mean, that, that, that's a very interesting question uh, that you bring up because uh, you know it's hard to back him up and uh, and do do whatever he. You you know you need to take, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd like to hear him in the chat room. That's great. Yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You, you you really never exactly. uh, you, you really can't can't know that ahead of time. And 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 King Queen brings up something. Uh, he, he said, you know, he got us back for the Sproles pick. So when we took Sproles, he's targeting our back uh, Grant there and saying, okay, I'm going <laughs> to get you back for. Uh, and grab Brandon Jackson because we did have Brandon Jackson down on our list. We just thought we'd be able to get him uh, a little <laughs> later than that. Uh, okay, Mike, let's let's go on here. Um, let's go back to the draft board and go back to this sixth round here. So we, we we missed on Chad Johnson. We go ahead and grab Anthony Gonzalez there. We're pretty happy about Gonzo. I mean, being on the Colts uh, should have a very good year um, with Marvin gone and out of the picture. Gonzo should pick right up. Uh, where he left off last year in an improving role, and I'm sure with work with Peyton, he'll he'll do very well. Uh, and then the, the the pick of our draft that we just said, this is a guy that we wanted to really have, and if it worked out, great. He was there at six two. We knew he wouldn't be there at seven eleven. We took Greg Olson at six two over uh, a couple of tight ends that yep. I'm wondering if the guys in the chat room would have as well. Kellen Winslow is still on the board, and Chris Cooley. Uh, would you guys have taken Greg Olson over Kellen Winslow and Chris Cooley at 6-2? We already had a quarterback. Um, we, we, we had thought that, you know, maybe we should, if we're going to take a quarterback early, we should load up on wide receivers and, and running backs. But a tight end is still there that we loved. And I think Greg Olson, again, he's the guy that when he gets drafted this year, everybody in the room is just going to let out this this heartache, ugh, you know, one of the guys that he, I think everybody kind of wants this year. Um, but, but you know what, Scott? He 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 solidified himself as a uh, as a primary target, and that's what you want when when you're drafting uh, uh, guys, whether it be a, a running back, wide receiver, or a tight end. You want somebody that may be a primary target. Greg yeah. Olson is a primary target, and uh, we were able to be able to catch that and uh, get a hold of him and uh, take care of it. And I think it was a great draft pick. Well, and, and, and you know there is some conversation going on in the in the chat room right now. Olson, Cooley, who do you take? Just looking at the stats, I just give you this, and then we'll go back to the rest of the rest of the draft here. Greg Olson, fifty-five for five seventy and five last year with uh, Orton. Uh, Cooley, 83 for 801. 
Okay, so there's a four touchdown difference, roughly 25 points there. That kind of breaks, that kind of uh, makes up for the yardage. And so you're really looking to make up about 25 points here on Chris Cooley. And with Jay Cutler, you would think he's going to take that leap, you know, and make an additional yeah. 25 points somewhere, if not a whole lot more. So, again, that was just the uh, Greg Olson pick. Again, it was a pick that we could have um, shored up and, and grabbed another wide receiver there. I was thinking, again, everybody knows from the FFPC draft how much I like Torrey Holt at this point in the draft. Six, seven, late sixth, early seventh, I think Holt is going to be a steal. Uh, again, uh, I think he's still got some left in the tank, so we, I thought about that. But, uh, you know, we took, we took Olson uh, there. I, Scott, I thought, I thought it was a perfect pick at the perfect time Considering what you uh, what, what we've already drafted, you know that that's what you got to understand is what do you have, what do you have on your bench, what what you already have, what have you drafted, and what do you need to get? And that was a perfect spot. Yeah. Well, again, uh, our wide receiver three is going to lack because of that. Uh, so we went Calvin Gonzo, and then we had to take some flyers as well, Breston and Chambers. On Austin and Bess, and you know, so we're just we're really thin at that wide receiver three spot. I don't know, Breston. Some people would say, "Hey, great wide receiver three, you know, and could be a lot more if Bolden moves somewhere else." So I'm pretty happy about the uh, this next turn that we have with Sproles and Breston. But let's look at some of the other picks here and see if there's anything else that stands out. Um, Owen Daniels, Greg Olson, Kellen Winslow, Barian. Aaron Rodgers from Perry Van Hook, Chris Wells, uh, a little high for Beanie, but, you know, hey, it's, it's a lot of upside. Uh, we already talked about Ian Ritchie and Santana Moss, Heinz Ward, Michael Crabtree, a little early for a rookie wide receiver, but, you know, um, it's that lightning in the bottle type thing that the, the guys were alluding to earlier, you know, maybe maybe he has it. Torrey Holt, value, I think, at 6'10", I think it's value, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand by that. Kurt Warner and Tony Romo. Nothing really standing out. Guys kind of grabbed people who they who they had on their board. Quarterbacks started to go off the board there at that point. Um, and then, Mike, uh, another guy that you liked, a couple of guys went in this next round. Cedric Benson we had on the radar. Boom, fantasy fold him. Jericho Cotry, Culligan, boom, off. Ian Ritchie grabs Coles, boom, off. Um, several of the guys that we had targeted here for this next pick were gone. Uh, and so we decided, and with the help of uh, our good buddy Mike Santos helping out, kind of throwing ideas out, we had Steve Breston targeted. We had uh, another wide receiver, Donnie Avery, targeted, and we also had Devin Hester targeted. These are three guys we're kind of mixing up, throwing around, not really sure who we're going to take. Um, Mike, in the end, I really think we probably – I really would have liked to have had Hester here. I would have liked to have had Hester here instead of Sproles. And here's why. In this format – if we have Jay Cutler already with Olsen, any bad game that Olsen has, Hester will probably have a good game. And Yeah, but I'll tell you what, Scott. Uh, yes. Sproles, you can't go wrong with him. I mean, you're going you're gonna, to you'll get a ton of points with him. And uh, with Hester, you, you just don't know. You just don't know. Um, what, the, uh, what the touches that he may get versus touches Sproles. Sproles is going to get a ton of touches. Uh, whether LT is uh, healthy or not, LT could be, you know, 100% healthy. But one thing about it is, uh, Sproles, he's gonna he's gonna touch the ball in the in the second quarter or in the third quarter, you know, over and over again. So I think we made the right decision. 
Well, I hope you're right. Uh, I think I think in the end, we we just thought that Sproles has um, a, a lot of that upside wow factor, and if well, anything is wrong with LT, you know. We've got ourselves one heck of a player in Darren Sproles and, and Mike laughing in the chat room how he was trying to get us to take Hester, and he was at the time. And looking back in hindsight, I look at this team, and I'm like, man, if we had Hester there, him and Bre- he and Breston could fill that role very nicely as a, as a rotating wide receiver three for this team. And uh, I don't know. If, that, if, that, if there's any one pick that's going to that's gonna eat at me, it's going to be that Darren Sproles pick. And, you know, I, I think oh, at that no, point no, in the no. – no, no way, Scott. It's not going to eat at you because the kid has more chances. That that's that's all you want when you're a fantasy football owner. You want your players to have chances. Darren Sproles will have chances. Well, and we had some good running backs on this team. We were able to pull off Maroney, Hightower, Grant, Sproles, and Gore. So I, I the, the way I'm just looking at it is that we had so much value fall to us later. We have Maroney for touchdowns possibly, Hightower for touchdowns. We just kinda I just kinda felt like, you know, we had that to give and, and we'd really needed to do something about that wide receiver spot. But um uh, got a couple more minutes here in the in the program. Uh there was a couple other picks here I really liked. Uh again, Felix Jones. I'm very high on Felix Jones. I think he has a lot of upside. Barber plays very hard and, and I think you're gonna see games in this year where with Felix Jones, even when Barber's playing, Felix Jones is startable. And in this format, he's even more startable because, you know, you don't have to throw him in there to fingers that he gets nothing. He On those big games, and you know Felix Jones is going to have him, he's going to be in the lineup. And so I, I kind of like seeing uh, him at 8-4 there. Um, I think that's a good good spot for fantasy assassins to uh, to land it. Let's take a look at this. Uh, let's take a look at Glenn's team. While we're, while we're looking, Glenn started off with Adrian Peterson at 1-2. He comes back down at uh, 2-11 and picks up Brandon Jacobs, okay? He's, so he's got two running backs right out of the gate. Uh, he, and, and look, Mike, he waits on the, on the wide receiver but gets Anquan Bolden at 3-2. Uh, Another one waited. Another one yeah, waited. Starting off, very, starting off very good. 4-11, we already talked about Eddie Royal. Uh, he serves very well as his wide receiver, two there. Uh, Antonio Bryant as his wide receiver three. I think we'll see the more of the same from Antonio Bryant this year. A couple games he just looked fantastic, Mike. Um, like wow. he just took over the game, especially that late game that one night. Uh, now he's got Kurt Warner, and so if, if if Bolden stays, he's got Warner and Bolden kind of putting things together here. Uh, Lee Evans in the seventh round. Hey, let me tell you, with Lee Evans as a wide receiver two, with people taking the pressure off with Owens, he's going to get those those second corners very likely. And Lee Evans is, is very likely going to do much, much better this year. Uh, he's a guy that I'm going to be targeting um, in, in that uh, sixth, uh, late sixth, early seventh round. I think, he, I think he got him right about where he needs to go. Um, so he's doing very well at wide receiver. Uh, comes back in the eighth round, has a long way to wait, and ends up uh, taking Lendale White. Now, is that a pick he's going to regret? Um, Dustin Keller, that's an outside pick. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. That that that's a that's a pick you can regret now or maybe not regret uh, come November. You know, it, it, it's hard to tell because Linda White could be a touchdown machine for that team. So yeah, you never know. You're right. Uh, that's the one thing I would think about with Lindale. In this format, very valuable because touchdowns are gold in this format because if you get a touchdown, 
very good chance of popping into the starting lineup with 10 or 12 points on a bye week or on a bad week for your starter. And Lendale White is the guy that's going to get touchdowns. He's going to have multiple touchdown games. The problem with Lendale is if you're starting him in a world championship format, you know, you you get goose eggs. And then some yeah, weeks, you won't get much. And a lot of times those big games are when, when he's on your bench. So the more I look at that pick, I, I think he really nailed it. Um, so he it's has a real high risk, uh, uh, very little reward. Oh, he, you know, look at look at look at Glenn. You can kind of tell the backs he likes to draft. Look, Jacobs, Lendale, Sean Green, uh, yeah. you know, Adrian Peterson. These are big lumbering guys here. Um, he's got Fargus and McGahee as well. Look look at his quarterbacks, Kurt Warner and Flacco. He's doing fine there. Tight ends, Daniel Graham, Dustin Keller. You know what? Hey, Keller's very talented. We just have to see if Sanchez and this new offense is, are going to uh, make him work and get the ball. If if you if you catch uh, Dustin Keller this year in a in a moving forward year, uh, he's going to do very well. Uh, and then Glenn comes out with Anquan Bolden, Lee Evans, Antonio Bryant. Oh my gosh, uh, Eddie Royal. <laughs> okay, he's got Eddie Royal, Lee Evans, Bolden. And Bryant, Mike, those are his four wide yeah. receivers. And he's got a slew of other guys here. I won't even mention them. Percy Harvin, Jeremy Macklin, on and on and on here. Glenn put together a very nice team. Yeah, that's got to be fun to throw to. I mean, uh, all the all the quarterbacks that he has, I mean, just just thinking about, that, you know, I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot, a lot of receivers. I got some running backs and, uh, you know, that's part of the Giants League, and that's part that I'm learning myself is uh, build the team, build it, build it. They will come, and, uh, you know, he's making it happen. Wow. Well, Mike, I had a good time tonight. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to win this thing or not. I, I see some very good teams here. It's going to take a, a lot of luck for us to uh, to, to do something here. Uh, we're going to need Sproles to uh, contribute like he did last year, Breston, to be the same type of Breston he was last year. Uh, and then, you know, have a couple of flyer games from Miles Austin help us out. Have a flyer yeah, game with Maroney or two. Scott, the one thing about it is uh, we we all need a lot of luck in fantasy football. But uh, the one thing about it is we do your homework. Do your homework and uh, figure it out. And you're, you're one of the best, and uh, I just I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate the compliment, Mike. I don't know about that. We were we were surrounded by a lot of successful drafters this week, and uh, it's going to be fun to analyze this draft. I'm going to take a look, another hard look, and very likely this is going to be a good foundation for some of us to enter one of these draft masters leagues, uh, give us a lot of learning lessons, a lot of learning lessons that we can use uh, for one of these uh, leagues um, uh, it come September that we're going to be able to take with us. So uh, we appreciate everybody in the chat room. Uh, it's been a long week, Mike. We've uh, we, we've had a lot of fun getting ready for this draft, and and it was fun to break it down with you guys. Uh, Mike, we're gonna we're gonna seal this thing off. Be back next week. We have a special guest that we're trying to get booked. Um, the AFFL wants to come on. They want to explain their side of the story. They wanna they wanna bring on and 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 answer questions, field questions from all the high stakes players. So I'm gonna send out some email blasts. Letting our listeners know the AFFL wants to talk. Let's hear what they have to say. Let's not be easy. Uh, let, let's let's just uh, let's just shoot it straight and let's get some let's get to some answers good. And, and, and find out what they're uh, what these new are all about. Look, I don't want to blame them for the, for the past mistakes of AFFL. They are moving in a new direction. 
But I wanted to see what uh, what was it that made them want to take that problem on their shoulders. So uh, I love it. Let's hear what they have to say and let's move on. Good. Yep. All right. Well, guys, that's all of us from Rivers to Blue. We've got we've got the uh, Preakness coming up tomorrow. Uh, you're going to get eight to five on Rachel Alexandra. By the way, TV Money is six and oh. The stores are open, people buying, people trying, climbing To get to the top of the world in this modern day war And it's simple timing I'm paying my bills, she's taking some pills He's talking behind the wheel Actors acting, rappers rapping Tapping a drug of a deal Homeless are looking for mail The thief is still looking at him You chasing the money, you're chasing You praying for marriage, romancing your honey I'm searching, but where does it end? I'm leaning, I'm calling a friend I'm running and running for someone to lend me a hand or to help me ascend. To be on top of the world, you got your girl. It's what you wanted, what you want, it's what we're living for. To be on top of the world, you got your girl. It's what you wanted, what you want, it's what we're living for. Gotta believe in something. You gotta climb. Trent. 
Please join us next time.